things you said stays in my mind Makes me wanna sit down and listen to you I listen all night Melody, the arrangement Makes my body go so crazy I try my feet, man I love feet It's the way the music comes over me The emotions I get, I won't fight Sometimes the music is sure to make you cry Then dry your eyes You know when the music is the way you can hide I get lost in your words It feels so good when I'm hurt Take my mind off of the pain Love when the beat takes me away With only good music Oh, oh, oh With only good music I tell Rihanna, please don't stop the music Cologne strum my pain with the fingers I could really use it Quiet storms full of purple rain My Sharia more lovely as a summer day I'll let the whispers follow Marvin Gaye In my headphones till the music starts to fade away I give away my brown sugar for a bit of pop If love really was a bullet, I'd have took the shot Yeah, uh Now would you buy me a drink just to take me home? Put your game in a song just to make me moan. I like my Robin Dick, me alone. A thug album, triple shots, that's the trace. Um. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Take my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat takes me away with only good music. Oh, Welcome to another segment of the Saturday Morning Motivation Show. I am your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediator and Shiro at Your Ground Zero. Well, I should say it our ground zero. And when I say our ground zero, that does not mean that we're at rock bottom. That simply means that we are on solid ground and we are able to move forward with that traction, with that Force that we need to propel us to another level. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to each and every one of you. 
wherever you are listening in this world. Welcome to our guest in our call query. And of course, those of you who are listening over in our show chat room and whoever you are, wherever you are, who are listening on all of our various players throughout the internet, thank you so much for being here today. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I am so glad that you are here. Before we get started, as always, to those of you who may be new, let me tell you a little bit about how the show flows. We um, have our moments of uh, salutations and welcome and greetings and maybe a few announcements, But um, then we go into our time of stress relief and release. That's when we do our breathing exercises, and I ask that each and every one of you is in a lying or seated position because I don't want you to be standing for this because our eyes are closed. When we start our breathing meditation, then we will jump right into our program. Today, as always, we are continuing our Know Thy Worth series for 2017, and today is all about real talk. So many things have happened in this country in the last couple of uh, weeks that um, it's time for um, someone to stand up and put a face to some of the things that we're dancing around, but we are not uh, saying. I did a post a few about a week or so ago where I said all of this social media sugarcoating is going to give me virtual diabetes. So today we're just going to talk about some things that people have yet to say that I can see. And believe you, I read a lot of posts on social media. So we're going to get started at getting your lying or seated position. We're going to get ourselves ready for our meditation time. So while you're getting together, I'm going to reset our meditation music. By now, you should be either in a lying position or seated. We're going to get started. Okay, for these small moments, I need you to let everything go. Let it all go. I need you to be right here with me in this moment. This moment belongs to each and every one of you and me. Right now, we're not going to worry about what's, what bills aren't paid. We're not going to worry about what's going on because guess what? As long as you continue to worry about things that are really out of your control at this point in time, it's going to wear down on your heart, mind, body, spirit, and soul. So these few moments we take to try to refresh and rejuvenate, regroup, recharge, reset to help you to heal, to help you to get stronger so that you are able to face whatever is at your door coming your way. So that's what our beginning with our meditation time is all about. So eyes closed, allow my voice to guide you on this journey. Eyes closed, lying back, seated, get comfortable. Time for us to simply breathe. Let's inhale. Now exhale slowly. Let it go, people. Let it go. Inhale. Now exhale. Inhale. Now exhale. 
Now, for my diehard students and supporters and fans, if you want to take your notes while the show is going on, feel free to do so, but I would ask that you just lie back, keep your eyes closed, and listen. You can always come back and listen to the replay. Keep breathing. And for those of you who are new to the program, I have moments of silence in between. Those are the moments that I give you time to digest what has been discussed up to that moment and reflect upon what has been said and see where it can apply in your life or the lives of others. Right now, I just want you to be silent, be still. Keep breathing. You have to keep breathing. I want you to take control of your destiny. Take control of your lives. We're about to jump into a show that I'm sure is not going to make some people very happy. But it's time for us to stop sugarcoating everything that's going on in this world. Because you see, unless you've been living under a huge rock or you've been in a place where, with no access to the general world, you know that there have been things, major uprisings and clashes between those who think they are privileged against those who are not. Today is time for some real talk about real issues and solutions. Yes, I'm about to step on some toes. I said that earlier. But someone has to say the things that are hardest to hear. You know, we're living in a very uncertain and very tumultuous climate in this world right now. Um, One thing that I can tell you, you all know, this is Healing Through Hurt. This is one of the shows under the Healing Through Hurt umbrella. You know that so many people... They well let's let me break it down like this. There are some people who are so inadequate in their own lives. The only thing that they know is to look for people who they know are weaker than them or they perceive to be weaker than them to attack them. That's what bullies do. That's what we've seen over these past few weeks. These people who are threatened by others, these people who feel inadequate in the presence of others. These people who the only thing that they know is to use something that's not even a requisite for success whatsoever, or it should not be. Because what happens, and we see it every day, is that so many people who, you, you say your work environment, you get people who moved ahead because of the color of their skin or because they're a friend of a friend or they're a lover of a lover or a family member of someone who's higher up. And this is how people move up without having any qualifications for the jobs or the pay that they are getting. But they're moving up 
You have people who will try to cut you down behind the scenes because they are threatened by you, because of their insecurities. They want to tear you down. They want to lie in the background so that someone can attack you in the forefront. They want to break you down so that they can feel better about themselves because you see if they can pull you down that gives them a chance to stand alongside of you or to get a few steps ahead of you to make them feel better about themselves this is the climate that we live in we have leadership who refuses to denounce with unequivocal certainty that what certain people are doing, saying, advocating for, fighting for, whatever you want to look at it, is wrong. Anything that deals with hatred, anything that deals with racism, bigotry, separatism, sexism, whatever you want to call it, discrimination, whatever you want to call it, that is not healthy. So from what I'm hearing is that everyone else should be silent. Keep your mouth shut. Let these people have their platform. Let these people spew because the minute that you say something, those people attack you. But then the powers that be say, you were wrong too for protecting yourself. That's what abusers do. In case you don't realize them, that's how abusers operate. That's how people who go out here and they find they attack their children, they attack their, their loved ones, they attack everyone. Let me tell you something about this. This is what people out here do. This is what abusers do. They will tear you down and rip you apart. And then when they come to the forefront, they will say, well, you started it. Well, you did. That's what abusers do. We have a country of leaderships of abusers. I don't usually go down this route, but let me tell you something. As a survivor, we have leadership that are abusive in every single way known to man. And then to try to tell us a young lady lost her life simply standing up for what she believes in. And this person who's in charge says, well, it was bad on everybody's side. Everybody's to blame. She wasn't doing anything. One of those hate mongers got in his car with intent, with malicious intent to cause bodily harm. Doesn't matter. Not this, this incident. You have others where the FBI suddenly has to figure out if it's really a hate crime. What the hell else is it if it's not hate crimes going on out here? We are losing control in this country. These people talk about we're going to take our land back. This land doesn't belong to the bigots and the racists. This land belongs to the natives who were here long before that first ship sank, landed, or whatever, and they made the mistake of helping them to step on this land. This land does not belong to any of us. I have native DNA blood by genetics. This belongs to my ancestors. It doesn't belong to anyone of European descent, period. And I have that in my blood, too. What are we going to do about this? Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking. But I'm going to start off. I'm just going to get it out the way right here and right now. Let me tell you something. 
about you Christians talking about God going to take care of it. Let me tell you something. God did not come down here. You didn't see him on any photographs. You didn't see him on any pictures during Martin Luther King's time and all of the marches then. What God was, he was there with Martin Luther King and all of those leaders in spirit. But one thing that you Christians seem to keep missing while you're talking about just let God handle it. To me, you look like Christian cowards because as long as you keep waiting for God to solve your problems for it, guess what? God gave us something called free will and good common sense. He will help us when we help ourselves. When Baltimore had those riots, all of those ministers had a chance for a photo op, for media publicity. They were out there marching on the streets or whatever they called themselves. I have not seen them on the streets since. You see, so many of you have been brainwashed by by those scripted doctrines from the pulpit that you are blind to the real messages from God. Let me say that again because some of you have been brainwashed by the scripted doctrines from the pulpit that you are blind to the real messages from God. What did I say that for? Let me tell you something. Every time I see these posts about God's going to make it great, God, 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 some of the people that I know who are scared to stand up for anything are the main ones who say God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of it. It may not apply to everyone, but it applies to a vast majority of the people I know. I'm getting this out of the way early because I don't want to hear You can write to me all you want because, you know, I've had family members. I've had people who have written to me and quoted the Bible. And guess what? I'm always one quote better than them or more ahead of their game because I know how that game is played because too many of our religious institutions have become big business. The government should come in, take those religious institutions, those mega institutions, start taxing them like the corporations that they are. When you have ministers who are living in mega mansions, they have one in here, they have one on this island, they have their own private jets, they have business. That's a business. That's a CEO. That's not a messenger of G.O.D., That's the leader of a corporation called the CEO. So the bottom line is simple. Some of you, you're so indoctrinated, you're so brainwashed, you may argue with me on this. There are plenty of churches out there that are doing great things, great things for people. Then you have some that all I see is a big business who's getting away on their taxes. I have to pay mine. My company has to report everything that we do, too. I'm not living in a mansion. I don't have a private jet. I don't ride around with security guards and things like I'm some big time one percenter. These people are one percenter and half percenters. Why? Because they have gotten up there with their scripts for the pulpit and you all have bought into it hook, line, and sinker. This does not apply to every single institution out there. This does not apply to every single institution out there. This does not apply to every single institution out there. I cannot say that enough because most of you will hear one part of what I've said and you will try to run with it. Not acceptable because if you come off wrong with me, I'm going to give you a reality check from heaven and it might raise a little bit of hell in your lives. But you know what? It is what it is because it's time for us to step up, stand Stand up, show up, or sit down and shut up. Because the bottom line is that things are getting out of hand here. We are letting a minority of lowest common denominators in this world take over. And that cannot be allowed because guess what? Many of us are not our ancestors. 
Did you all know that behind the scenes that many folks are mounting blockouts, blockouts or blackouts or whatever you want to call them all over America? Will you join in? Most of you probably not because you can't survive without certain material items, perks and pleasures. I got to get my nails done. I got to get my hair done. My hair is growing just fine and it looks pretty healthy to me. And right now, I'm not in a position where I can spend all of those hundreds of dollars every week and then cry that I'm broke, but my hair and my nails are done. Don't worry about it, ladies. I'm about to jump on the brothers, too. The bottom line is simple, because some of them get their hair and nails done, too, but that's a show for another day. The bottom line is simple. Some people are blocking out the NFL. We will not be in submission. It's a human freedom and right. If people don't want to say the national anthem, if people don't want to put their hand across their heart, if people don't want to stand up and they want to kneel, that's their God-given right. That's their right according to the Constitution, in case you didn't know. And some of you are going to get upset with me. But for each one that I lose, I get five or six more backs. That's been proven throughout the history of this program and me. God wants us to be good to one another, period. And remember, this is me, the person who most of the people who've harmed me, the worst in my lifetime, have not looked like the privileged. They look just like me. So make no mistake, I know exactly what it's like to be spurned, to be attacked, to be hated, to be called out of my name. And the majority of that's happened by people who look like me, not like most of you who support and follow me. So I know what it's like, people. But we need to do better. Because you see, until we come together and we as a people send that half and 1% the strongest message, because you see, the half and 1% only understand one thing, and that's profits or the losses thereof. That's the only thing that they understand. Everything comes back down to money with them. And we have to look at history. If Obama went to play golf five times in his whole presidency, we know that it was probably more than that, but this is just for posterity's sake and what I'm doing. This, say he did it 50 times, leadership, gone to play golf and not really been on point and caused a lot of problems. How many of you wake up wondering if you're going to wake up to a nuclear blast at any given point in time? How many of you are waking up? And what do many of you say within the sound of my voice? Steady as you go, sir. Give him a chance, everyone. And I understand that people didn't like the opponent. That's not even this show is not even about that. It's about the fact that I know that my children, and for me, my oldest of my grands are, are boys. I had one biological child who lived. He's a son. He's my son. These are his boys. They could be targeted, attacked, and killed for no particular reason, and then it will be the mass cover-up. 
They were resisting arrest, even though my neck, my knee was down on his neck, and they were on the ground. Then the, the board will say, well, yes, it's justified. It's justified. We need to start. Getting up off of our asses, we need to go out to vote. We need to get these people out of here. We need to go to every library here. We need to start learning the laws for ourselves. We need to educate ourselves on what our rights really are. We don't need to depend on talking to any damn attorney about telling us because they want to take your money. And some of you say, wait, 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 Maria, you in law school. I'm not in law school to be an attorney. I'm in law school to help you solve your problems before you have to hire most attorneys, because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like attorneys. They're piss poor. Most of them are piss poor. Not all attorneys, not all attorneys, not all attorneys. But before you go to talk to an attorney, you need to know what that attorney is supposed to do for you. You need to know how the process works. And in order for you to do that, you need to get up off your lazy behinds and go do some research for yourself. There are many organizations out here who will help you, to teach you, to show you what you need to do to educate yourself so that you are well-versed on what is expected to happen. We are targeted now. Many of us are targets now. It's a hell of a feeling to wake up to every single day. I have no plans of visiting another country other than virtually. If they don't have a virtual hookup, I won't be going there because I may not come back because so many countries now hate people who are brown. So many countries now don't welcome people who are brown. Some people are like, I'm going to go anyway. You go right ahead. I'm not going anywhere. You want to talk to me? We can get the same thing accomplished via VTC or some type of video transfer because guess what? I'd rather stay here in the comfort of my home where I am, give the same speech that I would give if I was there face-to-face. The bottom line is it's not safe for many of us to go anywhere. How many have been killed going to foreign countries as visitors, being attacked by people at bars or walking down the street? How many of us are attacked walking down the street now? Then you have that bunch of small-minded people who keep on social media. I keep telling people, the, one of the main things they say in business, even negative publicity is publicity. You have those who bring up stuff from two, four, five years ago, and they start to stir the pot of the molded stew all over again. You have those people who are putting up the fake news that the leadership in this country talks about. Don't validate any of their statements by doing exactly what they say is being done. Of course, they are the source of most of the fake news, but the bottom line is simple. Don't keep posting things that make no sense. You need to check your sources before you post. It's as simple as that. And don't keep putting out all of the negative hatred out here without also adding something that can show the other side of the story. Because for those lowest common denominators in this world who aren't keeping up with things, you are helping them to read up on it. I find it so amazing. 
that when I post all these wonderful posts on social media, all of my friends will say, like, like, like. Nobody tends to share anything that I post, but that's okay because that's not what I'm on social media for. But when I post the young man who had his head cracked open, who had to get several stitches and all of this by those same, you know, hate mongers out there who the leadership said, oh, there's a good man on everybody's side. Nobody likes those. Nobody responds to those. Those who don't look like me. Yes, I take notice to all of that. I take notice to who says what. I have great discernment in whose post I read. I read quite a few. Some I may not respond to, while others I do. You have to know what you're buying into and what you're, 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 you're believing that's like all of these people on social media join the millionaires, the millionaires moguls club. Are you a millionaire? Is anybody on your board a millionaire? Then why would I want to join your club and pay you nineteen ninety nine, and that's one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars to become a member? That's not helping me. It's not helping you. It's not helping anyone. We need to come together. I'm planning on bringing together a group of women. We're going to do a show. One Saturday evening on the, on the Healing Through Hurt I Talk radio show, we're going to bring together, I'm bringing together women from all over the world. All ethnicities, we are coming together. We're coming together so that we can promote unity. We can promote healing. We can give you words of encouragement to make it through that day. Do not fall victim to your fears. You have to get up in the morning. You have to go to work. One morning, I'll never forget it, it was a dark-colored truck. I was coming. When I leave, it's dead dark in the morning. He made a U-turn. He followed me all the way to my job, and I lived more than an hour and so away. If I would go to the left lane, he would come into the left lane. If I would get out of that lane and go back into the mainstream truck, he would come out. Who he was, what he was doing, I don't know until he noticed that I was going straight to the state police barracks. Then he disappeared from behind me. We're talking about over an hour of following me step by step, lane for lane. We are walking, breathing targets. We are walking, breathing targets as people who don't look like the privileged. We're walking, breathing targets as women. We have to protect our children. You have a whole population out there, the transgender, the LGBTQ, and all of this, LGBTQ, all of this. We are being attacked. History is coming back full circle. And so many of us, we're sitting down, we're doing all of these unnecessary posts without providing a solution. Because so many of us are not going to give up. We are not going to give up our hair and our nails. We're not going to give up the overpriced tennis shoes and outfits and all of this. We're not going to give up clubbing. We're not going to give up. 9061, I'll bring you on in one moment. Thanks for joining me here this morning. We're not going to give up any of this. We have to become a part of the solution. We have to stop promoting things that are incorrect news. We have to stop complaining. We have to stop convincing people just be silent and wait for God to miraculously jump down from heaven and make it all better. 
In order for God to help us make it better, we have to stand up no matter what part of history you have been in. There has always been an uprising from God's people or the people, however you want to say it. Whoever your deity is, there's always been an uprising from that deity's people to make things better. 9061. 9061, good Hello, morning. Sister. Good morning. You, 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 you all right now? You don't get it all out? <laughs> As I said at the beginning, <laughs> I right. said I'm just going to get it all out right now so that we can move well, forward I'm... and try to work on something. We have to put a face to this foolishness at this point and stop just spreading the negativity okay. and the hate because it's not solving anything. And it may be helping some people who didn't know certain things find out. Okay. I'm in agreement with that. I was just um, strolling through. First of all, my name is Tahaka Amana L. Bay. And uh, I also host a online radio broadcast with the On Blog Talk too. But I've been off for a little while, so I had to take a little time off and go through the um, other shows and see what's on people's mind. And I came across you this morning. And um right here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm in agreement with what you're saying. Um, I can only give you uh, the solutions that I have came up with that's uh, working for us down here in Florida and the different places uh, that we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, my sons, and uh, I am a bachelor. Uh, the women that I uh, date are the women that are in my lives. I um, we have classes, and we uh-huh. deal with two different things. The first thing we do, which is our uh, largest investment of time uh, in research, is on our ancient story, starting back from the beginning of time, coming all the way through Africa, out the back door, all the way across this hemisphere, all the way at the bottom of South America. And then after we get that information and we verified all the facts and we're able to uh, present the facts of, of proof and evidence, then we start an investigation on his story. We have two things. We've got our mm-hmm. story and then we got his story. And we've been very successful in understanding that um, it we don't uh, we're unable to I mean, we don't get involved with a whole lot of hoopla because we don't have to because we know the truth. And right. uh, a part of my program is it is mandatory uh, for the ladies to learn uh, how to grow their own food and how to shoot, and uh, they're doing quite well in that area. Uh, also, we only had one incident where one of them shot a dog because he wasn't moving fast enough, so we had to bring her back to the meeting and <laughs> oh, go over Lord. a few more things with her. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got her straight now. She's he's rolling. And so um, that's what we do. And I think that we will be much more successful in dealing with circumstances if we become armed with the correct knowledge and exactly it's like uh having a plant you can pull a plant up by the root 
and cut those roots off. You can replant it and you can fertilize and water it all you want. It's not going to grow and eventually it's going to die. So what has taken place uh, in the United States and other parts of the world, and I'm finding out that it's going on in other parts of the world too, as history has been the foundation and everything has been going from history. And and, and that's just what it says it is. It's his story. And what we people are trying to do is they're trying to go from that position as a foundation. Uh, it, it rolls off mm-hmm. our lips regularly. You know, well, history says this and history says that, but we, we fail to do an investigation on on history itself. Who wrote it? Right. When did it happen? Uh, what was the timeline of events? If we had people on the earth dating back to the beginning of time, and science has proven over and over and over that uh, uh, everything comes from these people and they're the oldest civilizations on the earth, period. Uh, where did his story come in? So when we look at that and we do an investigation on that, it uh, breeds confidence in you. And um, it, 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 it earns respect for you. Now, when we look at Let's just take the police. Now, mm-hmm. everybody is uh, talking about, well, the police job is to protect and serve and all that. Okay, fine. Let's go back and do an investigation on the beginning and origin of the police. Where did they come from? What, what were they put on, uh, uh, brought into existence for? When? What were the conditions surrounding their origins? And when we get that, then we hold, we got a whole another uh, thing that we can look at. And uh, mm-hmm. we can relax and do this and gather this kind of power, and you'll be much more effective. I have a, a, a exactly. young lady. She's a, she has a, a master's degree and two bachelor degrees. And... Uh, she, uh, I asked her, I said, now, since we've been going over the information that I've been uh, discussing with you and we've been and doing an investigation, I say, compared to what you learned in the colleges and universities, before I could get that out, she said, there ain't no comparison. She said, <laughs> I've learned more uh, in six months here than uh, out of all the information that I've gathered from all the colleges, colleges that I've went to. And all the degrees they gave me. I said, well, why is that? Mm-hmm. She said, because I had no idea about our story. I said, well, okay. So now uh, she she told me uh, the other day, she said she was in a meeting and everybody was hooping and hollering and, and about the uh, uh, Charlottesville thing. And she was just sitting there so calm and relaxed. And the supervisor, after it was over, asked her, uh, everybody jumping and, and shouting, and, and but you just sitting there, cool, calm, and collective. You didn't say one thing word. She said, "Well, I, I didn't have to get involved with that." She said, "I know who I am," and uh, he, he didn't understand that. He said, "Now, do you need me to break that down for you?" Tell me, "No, no, because you seem like you' ready to tell me." <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, add that 
and say that you uh, let you know that you're on the right track. But when it comes to uh, uh, dispensing information and uh, holding your meetings, what type of meeting are you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about? How, how how empowered are you going to be? Now, when it comes to social media, on a daily basis, I put out uh, information, uh, the, the, the solutions, the problems, and the solutions uh, right there on my uh, Facebook page. I've reached uh, a limit of 5,000 now, but I do have several groups, and the people that uh, I can't befriend, I just simply give them uh, access to those groups, and they can join those groups and get access to the information Correct. that's being posted. Yeah. But, uh, those are my little two-cent words, so. Well, I, you know, I want to thank you for saying that because what I said, I believe, before I saw you pop on the call query was that people need to educate themselves. They need to come out of their comfort zones. They need to investigations. And one thing that I told them, I've been a mediator for years and a court-appointed advocate and all of that. Well, now I'm in law school. And I said, you know what, people? You need to understand that when you think that attorneys are there for you and you can watch all the commercials you want until you know what they're supposed to be doing for you, you don't know whether what they're doing is just running up your bill or not. People need to learn for themselves. They need to investigate and learn their history and learn the laws and know what applies to them because if they don't, the defender who's making the bottom of the pay scale is there for them, they're mistaken, sadly. There's one or few, you know, there may be one or a few good ones out there, but most people, as we know, there's no pride in their product. There's no pride in their service. There's none of that. There's no superiority in their service. There's no pride in their products. The bottom line is that they're there for a paycheck, and it's status quo in the, in, in the way that our legal system works in this country. It's not necessarily based on who's right or wrong. It's based on who's presenting the better argument in case, period. Doesn't matter anything else. Our legal system is so screwed up in this country, and for us to take what we were taught in school were the things that were taught to keep us complacent and in line until, like you said, we go out here and we start to find out this information for ourselves, or we go to people who can give us the resources and guide us for what we should be looking for, we're going to stay right here at ground zero. I said earlier that there's a lot of blackouts going on all over this country, but are most people going to join in? No, because even if, what was it, last year, down south somewhere, they had shut down an entire mall because the people were protesting. But if they come back the second day and buy twice as much or more, the mall has lost nothing. They gained what they lost the day of protest and some more. We need to understand this. We need to learn how to live with less. When I lost everything in my divorce and injuries and all of that, I lost everything. I had faith, forgiveness, and four cents. When I came back, I got into a job where they saw my worth, but they didn't pay me my worth. But it got me back into the job market, and the bottom line is that I had to learn how to live with a lot less. And in doing so, I learned how to clean up my credit. My credit is back up there where I can walk into a dealership and get a car with zero down and zero interest a month too. I can get almost anything I want unless they bring other factors such as the color of my skin into the play for their decision. The bottom line is simple, how to live with less. We will continue to live above our means and expect 
more material items to outdo the next person and the next person and the next person until we understand the value of being satisfied with living within our means, we're always going to be a slave to the machine. And this is another problem that we have. Because I said, when I mentioned the blackout, I said, how many people are actually going to stop watching the NFL? How many people are going to actually learn how to cook at home? Because that seems to be a dying art, scratch cooking. Mm-hmm. How many people are going to keep saying, I don't have money for this and that, but yet your hair and your nails are done, and you bought a new pair of expensive tennis shoes that you really didn't need because you're 45 years old and you shouldn't be walking around looking like you're 20 and 16 anyway. But the bottom line is simple. Our minds have been so doctrinated and conflicted that we are at a place now where we would rather live broke and stupid than to die educated and well off financially. Well, let me let me let me let me add a little bit. You you're absolutely correct. Um, we uh, let me uh, first let me address the first thing you were talking about about the law. Um, I um, specialize in teaching contract law. I'm not a lawyer, um, and um, that's what I do on a daily basis. People have debt problems. Uh, Mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, child support, student loans, credit card debt, and stuff like that. That's what we deal with. But uh, what we found is people don't know the difference between an asset and a liability. And when you understand that, uh, the way well, let me just put it to you this way. This is this is how I saw it because I I, I, I followed the teaching. I was uh, raised up um, after my grandfather died, it, but before he died, he taught me one thing. He said, "Son, let me tell you something, because uh, they had their own land and own horses on both sides of the family, uh, land that stretched mm-hmm. for miles." He said, "The only reason one man worked for another man is to acquire seed capital for investment. If you're going to go the job route," I said, "Okay." And it took me a long time to get that right, but I learned uh, the difference between an asset and a liability. Assets simply put money in your pocket. Liabilities take money out. So mm-hmm. um, when I really, really put my plan together, and uh, the last job that I had, I went in uh, armed with this knowledge. And when they was interviewing me, they told me, they said, well, we're going to give you the job. But uh, then they began to try to talk to me about the benefits and stuff that the company was going to give me. And uh, but it, I I really wasn't listening to that because I was there to acquire seed capital for investment. That was it. I came in the front door. I want to know where the la- back door at. After it was all over with, I asked the supervisor one thing. I said, "This is the question I have for you. How much overtime can I get?" He said, "You can get as much overtime as you want. We pay you time and a half, and uh, we also pay you double time." I said, "Okay." He said, well, let me finish telling you about the medical benefits. I said, that won't be necessary. Just go ahead and uh, put it on the paperwork because i got to go to work. He said, well, okay, well, you look like the kind of man we want. Uh, I worked there for five years. When I came out of there, while, while I was in there, I was averaging uh, $160 a day because I was uh, had a little product I was selling uh, um, in the company, had all four shifts, including the supervisors, purchasing it. And uh, when I left that company, uh, I walked straight out of there and went full time in my own company because I came there 
with the attitude that I'm here to acquire seed capital for investments, and I know the difference between an asset and a liability. When I purchased my vehicle, when I went to purchase that vehicle, I went to purchase the vehicle because the vehicle is going to pay for itself, and the, and the vehicle is going to put money in my pocket as an asset instead of me getting a nice vehicle, putting rims on it, riding around, uh, picking up broke people and listening to broke conversations and uh, uh, steady uh, money, steady coming out of my pocket. I went and uh, picked the vehicle I wanted. The guy asked me if I wanted to test drive it. I said, that won't be necessary. That's the one I want because it's got the right size to put my tubs in the back so I can put my products in it. That's why I'm buying it. And the same thing happened uh, with my home. I said, i got to make the home pay for itself. So all the work that I do inside of here, even though I've gotten rid of the mortgage on the house, once I found out the mortgages were illegal, I eliminated that. So we don't have that anymore. And um, then we dealt with the uh, garage. I said, I had a lot of space right here. And I had to make this thing pay for itself. So I invested in some gym equipment and went back in there and opened that up and did that then. We had a good time with that. But by us not knowing the difference between an asset and a liability, uh, we think, well, you know, I, I I got a brand new Lexus. And uh, I would ask someone, well, uh, is it an asset or a liability? Well, that's, that's an asset. I say, so when you go to the gas station, you walk into the gas station and uh, tell a man you're here with your new Lexus and uh, you need them to put some free gas in it. Is that correct? No, no, I got to pay for the gas. I said, so that means money coming out your pocket, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, um, uh, so you, uh, the company that you bought it from is sending you a check every month for the uh, payments of the vehicle. Is that correct? No, man, you know it don't go that way. I said, well, where's your way the money going? Well, I got to pay for that. So that's more money coming where? Out the pocket. I said, what about your house? Isn't that your biggest asset? Yeah, yeah that's my biggest asset. I said, so the mortgage company is paying you uh, $1,500 a month for you to live in your house. No, no, I got to tell you, I said, well, you are correct, partly, your house is an asset, but the question is, whose asset column is it listed in? Is it listed in your asset column or theirs? So, it's just some things that we got to get straight. When I go to different places and I see people that have nice homes, but in their backyard, they got storage facilities with items that they have purchased that they don't need because they haven't learned the difference between a need and a want. And, uh, and they go to the store and they don't know they should mm-hmm. have a frame of mind if I'm making an investment. I'm not making a purchase. I'm making an investment. So uh, that's just some of the little little things that we need to get straight um, in on the, in this life, and life will be much more easier for you. One other thing, and this is what mm-hmm. I tell all brothers and sisters, every man and every woman in this country that look like me uh, should have their own library in their home and uh, a gift that should be left to their children and their grandchildren. And so that's what mm-hmm. I... I um, uh, do as well. Well, that's just a exactly. little, little I, stuff I, that I wanted to add, sister. 
I, I applaud you for everything. And, you know, I always say that in divine time and people come and find this show and I love it because usually I'm here just talking away. And then every now and then the right person will join in the conversation and make it all come together. And that is what you have done for me, me and all of my listeners today is the fact that like you said, we need to have those libraries. We need to keep our own history. We need to tell our own truth. And it's not just from one person, because I know in my family, they're so dysfunctional and all over the place. It's ridiculous. You know, recently I just found out, you know, my mother's always said that granddaddy wasn't her father. And then just two weeks ago or so, she told me that when she went to get her birth certificate, well, my grandmother's name wasn't the name of the woman on her birth certificate. But she refused to tell me who that was. I said, well, then who are we? Who do we belong to? Well, her thing was, oh, God will let me know when I should do this. And I'm like, you're like almost 80 years old. What do you mean? God God has nothing to do with this. We have to be proactive in our own rescue, in our own answers, and in our own lives. And until we do that, again, we're going to stay right here talking about the would have, should have, could have, and complaining about everything that is wrong without providing a solution to help move towards making it right. And that's one of the things that we need people like you, the educators. We need the people like you who can put us on the right track. It's not about um, so many people think, well, who is he? Well, who are the people that you've been listening to so far? (laughs) You know, people need to understand this (laughs) media and, and marketing have made us believe that somebody else is so much more right than others. I tell them every day, I said, how many times have I said almost verbatim, but mine came from my spirit and soul when these mega people out here with the churches or whatever it is, they come here and they, they have their people to write their scripts because they're telling the masses what they know they want to hear. One of my taglines that I promise you, I will never tell you what you want to hear. I will tell you what you need to hear. That's why I do my disclaimer and say I'm about to step on some toes at the beginning of my show and then I also say, but I don't care because we need to hear it. And so many people, and when I first started the show, I said I did a post a couple a couple days ago. I said so much sugarcoating going on on social media alone, it's going to give me virtual diabetes. I'm tired of it. Mm. We need to stop sugarcoating. And like I said, for each one of you that's going to say, oh, my gosh, see, Maria is a black woman for real. She's out here getting radical. I'm going to stop supporting her. I said, bye, because for everyone that leaves, five or six more come. So it doesn't matter. They're just taking up dead space, and they're making pretend. I don't have time in my world and my space for the pretenders. I need to align with the people who are not afraid to open their mouths and speak the real deal out here. That's what I'm looking to do. That's why my circle is getting smaller. That's why I'm just moving along now. And people are like, well, why don't you support me? Well, sweetie, I don't even know what your message is. And secondly, while you're talking about give me money, give me money, and now the new thing, they must all go to a class, some of them. Then they say, you never support me. Well, I don't believe in what you're, you're, you're trying to peddle. I'm not going to mm-hmm. support you if I don't believe in knowing that you're trying to tap into my resources and my people that support me all over the world is that they had come on board and they supported me because of me and the messages that I was bringing to them. 
and what I was doing because there's that thing that people speak about, but they don't live it, that transparency, that authenticity. They're not doing it even though they're speaking about it because they know that's what people want to hear. Oh, you're going to be transparent and authentic. Oh, yeah. But they're not, that's not what they're really giving. And then they come with the for me in 1999.99. You too can join in. As I said earlier, you know, you go to the Millionaire Moguls Club. You can join for $1,999. But I'm like, are you a millionaire? <laughs> How about any of your board members? Is anybody a millionaire? And I'm going to give you 1999 of my hard-earned money. Why? Because I can go to someone who can show me how to invest in my destiny and help me to move instead of giving you free money for no particular reason to say, I'm a member of the Millionaire's Club. Really, are you a millionaire? No. Are you a hundredaire? No. <laughs> you know, are you a dollar heir? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so let me let me give you a, a couple of uh, books to get you some more, so a little bit more power. I don't know if you already got them. But uh, I'm going to recommend these two books to you. One of them is, and this will shed a whole lot of light for us on what's going on around this world. Uh, it's called, the first book is The United Independent Compensatory Code Concept by Neely Fuller, Jr. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. Uh, that is a uh, compensatory counter racist code uh, put out by Neely Fuller Jr. And the second book is the ISIS Papers, The Keys to the Colors by sounds- Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. So I know you're familiar with that one. Yeah, that one. I said, yeah, but, that rings a bell. <laughs> yeah, but those are very, very powerful yeah. books. And you will find out that, and, and this is what – the uh, uh, my message that I continue to tell people: you want to get respect, and you want to have some uh, real power. You have to have knowledge of self. You have to have extensive of self. I was um, in a situation on the job because what I would do is I embrace my my culture and my kind, and uh, I'm a bluebird. That flies with bluebirds, not pigeons. So um, on this particular day, I was outside um, doing lunch, and uh, we had a pretty pretty large crowd this time, and I was teaching them about the uh, historical origins of uh, religion and Christianity and Islam and this stuff, and our ancient, from our ancient, uh, our story position. And the District managers come up because we work for a big bread company, and uh, their job is to travel from state to state and work, uh, 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 find out what's going on with each company, and they want to know what's going on. And I told them I was teaching them on their ancient story, the ancient culture in this hemisphere, and I was also, uh, when we get done with that, I'm going to teach them about, and they were baffled. But after it was over, because my biggest foes on the uh, job was people who looked like me because they couldn't understand Mm -hmm. why I insisted on being uh, who I was and proud and excited and happy and uh, putting up signs on the wall uh, 
about Queen Zinga, Queen of Angola, and um, declaring uh, day and putting gifts down for the sisters on the job and stuff. And uh, so after it was over with, one of my uh, biggest enemies, one of the brothers, a supervisor, uh, he was in the coming out the lunchroom, and right behind him was one of the uh, district managers. And I'm coming toward the uh, uh, lunchroom. He goes around him to reach to extend his hand to me for me to shake his hand. And I was like, uh, okay, why are you shaking my hand? He said, I'm just shaking your hand. He said, I'm just shaking your hand. And uh, I said, okay. And after it was over with, uh, here come the supervisors, the brothers, and the sisters. Uh, we want to know why was he shaking your hand. I said, for the same reason I tried to tell all of y'all. Can't nobody respect you until you respect yourself. When you when you embrace That's yourself, right. your culture, your story, and put yourself first. When you walk, when when you see me walk in this lunchroom, I got a a, a book uh, in my hand about somebody who looked like me. I don't care if it's uh, uh, the uh, 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 Nat Turner Rebellion. I don't care if it's the story of Malcolm X. I don't care if it's the uh, 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 biography of Elijah Muhammad. I don't care uh, who it is. I'm embracing my culture. If you can hold a conversation with me, regardless of what your color is, I'm going to talk to you uh, from my position. I had a situation where this sister, she wanted an alarm system put in her house. And uh, she called me. She told me, she said, I need you to get over here because uh, the guy's going to come by, this Caucasian guy's going to come by and uh, talk to me about installing the alarm. I said, okay. And uh, so when I got there, he come up. And he and I uh, and her sit to the table. And uh, he began to explain about the uh, how the alarm system works and how it's going to be installed and stuff. And I said, well, let me ask you something. I say, what I think uh, we should do, apart from having an alarm inside the house, why don't we put a speaker outside of the house so when the alarm triggers, uh, it will also send an alarm on the outside of the house to alert the neighbors that someone is breaking in the house. He said, well, um, I don't advise that because we had an incident one time where uh, we did that, and uh, a neighbor ran over, and uh, he got shot. He went in the house, and he got shot by the intruder. I said, well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, partner. I said, "Uh, uh, 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 what color was he? Well, he was a white guy. He was a white guy. I said, well, first of all, let me tell you something about what I know about my people. When a line goes, we resident in nowhere. The only people who do something that stupid is somebody right. look like you. I said, we don't do that kind of stuff. He got mad. I said, okay, I'm mad at you. Well, it's gonna, if you want it done, it's going to cost you uh, $8 million. I said, I'll tell you what, scratch that off the list. And what I'll do is uh, I'll go ahead and I'll buy a speaker and I'll tie it into the system. He said, well, you, you can do that if you want to. I said, well, okay. Uh, one thing you discover is when you're sitting across the table from somebody that don't look like you, uh, you you both are talking to each other from two different perspectives. If he's talking to you, he's talking to you from his perspective. And when you're talking to him, you got to make sure that he understands 
that you have a perspective too. You see, and this is something uh, that we are not doing. Uh, we are we are we are we are, we are too passive. We, we we don't have no foundation. We allow people to tell us that, anything. I had one uh, Caucasian gentleman that tried to tell me yesterday uh, that uh, well, you know, the people over mm-hmm. in Egypt. Um, uh, uh, they don't acknowledge, you know. They 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 saying that the uh, uh, the the Egyptians. Whatever. I said, first of all, man, let me explain something to you. You're talking about uh, uh, Egypt and North Africa. I said, number one, the people in there are not Egyptians. I said, the people who uh, built the artifact edifices there are just black Africans. Uh, what you missing is Egypt. And all the surrounding uh, cities and counties, counties made up what was known as the Nile Valley Civilization, and all of it was African. I see the people that's there now is there as a result of the coming of Alexander the Greek. I mean, that's how they got in there. They're not Egyptians. I mean, what we need to be concentrating on is the fact that Egypt is in this hemisphere, you got more pyramids in this hemisphere than you got any other place, any other place in the world. You got underwater African Egyptian cities stretching from Florida, going down to Bimini, and from Bimini all the way over to Cuba. You got uh, 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 caves in the Grand Canyon that's been sealed and shut off. You had the American railroad system out there had went in the caves and found the mummies uh, was having a crisis with coals. Uh, fueling the trains across the railroad track that had to st- take the mummies and use them for fuel. And I said, you got to uh, 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 erase all these labels that's been getting out. How, how you going to have, uh, uh, if everybody on earth have a nationality, and all nationalities are associated with a landmass, how are you going to have Indians in America when you got the Indian continent and the people on the Indian continent are called Indians, and neither of the, these two don't know nothing about each other. I said, that's a label. Everything had a name before it was invaded and conquered, and a label placed on it. There's no such place as Australia. It already had a name before it was invaded, and the name Australia was labeled on it. There's no such thing as the United States of America. It already had a name. Because people were already here, and they had already given a name to their land. We got Cubans that's indigenous to where? Cuba. We got Chinese that's connected to what? China. You got Japanese that's connected to what? Japan. So how are we going to – and that's on the map, the geographic map of the world. So my question now is where is black land, Negro land? African-American land, colored land, where on earth? Where is white land? Where is it? These are all labels. It is important for us to do a detailed investigation on our story and go all the way back to the beginning of time, come all the way up, step off the continent of Africa, come down up in this hemisphere, and go to uncovering all the rocks down in here. Now, if we got New York, Chicago, Detroit, California, uh, Michigan, and all these places, we have to know that they all had a different name. And when you look at the ancient maps, then you discover uh, that we have Ra Temple, 
ISIS Temple. And, and, and these different places around this country, but this is information that is not being taught to us in college and universities. So you got to create your own library. You got to have your own book. You got to do your own investigation. And you got to teach it to your children and leave it as an inheritance for them. And uh, I just wanted to uh, add that little bit, sister. I am so Are enjoying just sitting up here conversing with you today. Can you hear me? Thank you. Yeah, I hear you loud and clear now. Okay. <laughs> I um, I was saying that I am so enjoying just sitting here conversing with you today. As I said, and I tell my listeners all the time, I was like, people, I don't script my shows. That's the beauty of it. That's why they love me, too, is the fact that people, when you're, when you're living in your truth and when you're speaking in your truth, you don't have to write a script. It comes from your spirit. It comes from your soul. It comes from your blood and sweat and whatever it took for you to get and gain all of this information to share to people, to enlighten them. These are things, that, some of the things that you just touched on, those were questions that I asked as a child. But what was America called before they got here and, you know, gave the, their name? You know, and it was like taboo. You don't talk about that. Why? <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like people are afraid. They're afraid to know their own truths. That's what I say. People are afraid to know their own truths. Well, They'd if rather they learn live in, in. Go ahead. I'm sorry. If, 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 if they learn it. It'll it'll make them extremely uh, uh, powerful. I I say all the time I would love to uh, get in a room and uh, with a locked door and sit down across the table from the Pope face to face. Tell me what he he think and I can tell him what I know for a fact. See I don't deal with what I believe in. I deal with what I know for a fact and what I can prove and put on the table and prove. See we got a lot of uh uh. uh things going on, a lot of pretense going on about our condition. But what we have to realize is you change your condition, uh it, 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 it we we just have we just gotta simply use common sense. Uh why uh were you born uh, with a brain if you weren't supposed to use it? Why do you have the ability to think if you're not supposed to do it? Uh why are you That's right. constantly allowing somebody else to lead you somewhere, what about you doing the leading? When are you going to take responsibility for you? You know, why you? One thing I know is if you if you if if you can prove it, there's no argument, uh, no debate, no evidence, no case. We got simple things going on that we haven't questioned and taken the time to understood, uh, understand. Uh, you take time, for instance. Everybody, you know, they rushing. Well, I got to. I got to be to work on time. I'm running late for work. I got a, I got a meeting to go to. I got to get to the daycare before they close. I got to go pick them cheering up. I got to get to the grocery store before it closes. I got to get to the here. I got to get there. Everybody rushing and running. Well, they have not did an investigation on time itself. Where do you get all this stuff? You know, why do we need a watch? You know, well, where did that come from? Well, when you do the investigation, you'll find out that time uh, that we know it, as we know it today, was brought into existence during the 14th century by Pope, Pope Gregory. Prior to that, we dealt with the uh, natural time. That's the time that I live in. Uh, the, the movement of 13 moon cycles, that's natural time. 
But what we have now is we have an artificial constructive time based on uh, 12 hours worth of daylight, 12 hours worth of sunlight, 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes make an hour. That's an artificial time. That was forced on the people. And hundreds of thousands of people were murdered, especially women, because women were dependent on their intuition. That's what they were born with. That's what they were supposed to use. They still supposed to use it. But they were murdered because they needed to, in order for us to uh, control uh, the Native people, we had to change how they operate in time. We had to get them on a time whereby we can control them because we got to erase the, their knowledge of time. We got to interfere with their knowledge of mathematics. There are certain things that we cannot put in the school system, and there are things that was in the school system previously that we had to take out of the school system. We got to take civics out of the school system. We got to keep the knowledge of the art of war out of the school system. We got to take the art of money out of the school system. We got to take the art of mating out of the school system, you see. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go back and get this knowledge. We need to know that every sign we see, every stop sign, every yield sign, every one of them uh, has a code. A circle, a circular sign uh, is 360 degrees. Let's do the math. Three plus six plus zero is what? Nine. If you cut that a circle half in two, you got 180 degrees. One plus eight plus zero equals nine. If you divide it in four parts, you have four 90-degree angles, and the sum total will be nine. It doesn't matter how many times you divide that circle up, it's going to come to the number nine. What about the movements of the planets and all of this stuff? Now, I don't want to get down to all of that. I don't want to take up all your time, sister, but I just wanted to put some things out there, some food for thought. And you know what? You that, that's what this show, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. That's what this show is all about is the fact that um, I tell people, it's not scripted because not everybody's going to like every show. Not everyone's going to get what's being relayed out of the show. But the thing is, is that this show is a platform to keep it real and keep it the truth from all sides. Because I've had people on here from, um, I'll say Hollywood, I always say from Hollywood to right here in our own neighborhoods. And I've had shamans on here and people on here from all walks of life. And one thing that I've learned is that when we come together as a people and we see how similar we are, because as they say, Africa is indeed the cradle of life. And whether people want to realize it or not, we started from there and branched out. The colors and all of that came about not just from blending, but it came about when we left and went to different regions. We had to learn our bodies adapted to where we were at the time. So the bottom line is that all of these, it was so funny, someone had put out 
um, with all of these hate mongers out here nowadays that they're all running because they want to show that they're 100%, you know, white and this and that, and they're right and blah, 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 blah. And they're learning that they might be 30%, 45% sub-Saharan African, and that's just giving them a tizzy fit. I'm like, okay, I have family members who look, you know, blonde hair, blue-eyed, and have 45% sub-Saharan African. So the bottom line is simple. People, <laughs> just because you look like something don't mean that that's what you really are. So while you're busy hating, I'm, I'm sorry, I believe 45% is more than one drop. So you need to not be out there making pretend your imitation of life because you're in a group of people that you don't belong in. So some of them are having a tizzy fit behind this. We need to understand as a people, as a brown people who identify, you know, just like that woman, what's her name? The one from the NAACP, they were having a fit because she identified as being African-American, even though she's not or she may not be. Um, uh-huh. People had a fit. Like you said, when you're at work, it's the people that look like us that are the snakes in the grass. It's not, you know, for me, and I tell people, I learned the art of business. I learned the business of business from people who did not look like me. The people who have always been the thorns in my side were, number one, the insecure black woman who doesn't understand the power of us working together opposed to us tearing each other down. You know, you get the head rolls into who she thinks she is. The bottom line is who do you think you are and To answer your question, I can't tell you who I think I am. I can only tell you who I know I am. You think you better. Okay, stop telling me what I think because you have no idea what's going on in this pretty little head of mine. You need to worry about fixing the stinking thinking in your own head in order for us to move forward and be powerful. And that's another problem because we as a people, we need to understand that until we understand the power of our black dollars who happen, that happen to be green just like everybody else's, until we understand the power of what we possess through our ancestry, through our own DNA. There's a reason why I, I think a few weeks ago I did a show. I said, you know what, all the people who don't look like the 1% and the half percent and the lowest common denominators that think that they are part of that crew thereof, if we all disappeared tomorrow the world would cease to exist because those same people who think that they're in control of everything would not know how to survive without the people who built everything around them that made them who they are right now the bottom line is they're not used Mm -hmm. to hard work they're not used to toiling they are used to getting ahead by their privilege alone yes you can have that house loan oh you're 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 privileged here take that house loan you have a 400 you have a 400 um credit rating but you're white here you can have that house you have an 850 credit rate oh you're black Mm -mm, no you don't you don't qualify and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then media comes into play to say, oh, all these people are losing their homes and blah, blah, blah. These people are losing their homes don't look like us. They're you. These people um, who are abusing the welfare system don't look like us. They look like you. But the media mm-hmm. does not tell society that. And we buy into that as well. Then you have some of us whose thinking is so clouded, so distorted, there's nothing that we can tell. I thought it was so ironic to see some of the brown folks on TV crying their eyes out now that they don't believe that their commander-in-chief was ever for them. Really? 
It took <laughs> well, this to happen for you get... all to wake up and figure out that they're not for you. You can cry your ears, and I bet you you're using, the, you know, a popular name brand of tissue, and you're still putting money in their pocket. <laughs> well, you're right. That's why I recommended the two books uh, to you that I did. And when they get a hold of that and they, they understand what they're dealing with, then uh, things will, can, can change for them. But if they don't, if they don't uh, have no knowledge of, of themselves, I mean, it, it is actually a phenomenon. Uh, and we just won't pay attention. You can walk into, uh, you have in your right there in your neighborhood, you got uh, Chinese restaurants, you may have a Japanese cuisine restaurant, you may have a Mexican restaurant. And when you walk into these restaurants in your neighborhood now, you would think that a person that comes to your neighborhood to sell you something to eat would sell you something that they know you like to eat that's a part of your culture. They embrace their own culture, come into your neighborhood, and put their food on the menu for you to eat and take money out of your community after they fed you a part of their culture. And we we, we just won't... (laughs) Understand that we we act as though we are uh, uh, have some type it's, it's, it's some kind of blessing uh, for these things to come into our environment and take resources out of out of communities. We refuse to do a thorough investigation on ourselves, and, and and if they do that, they will discover that it is the most wonderful story, wonderful investigation that you've ever done. You will be amazed at what you will find. The stuff that they have taught us called history will pale into total insignificance once you bring out our story. It's amazing. And uh, people, you know, I have uh, uh, Europeans uh, when I get on different talk shows and I'm talking stuff, the first thing they say, well, uh, where you are? I, I would like to just sit down. I said, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here. I'm working. <laughs> I said, you ain't got to sit down and take me to lunch. And, uh, you know, I'm fine. You know, you, we don't need to do all of that. But they are fascinated, and they're quiet as a mouse because uh, they, they haven't been taught this in school. It's been suppressed. Uh, we've been written out of the respectable commentary of history. Most of us don't know that the entire state of Florida belonged to us. It was us. One of the Indians, it was us. And there are a whole lot of other things uh, that took place. We're under the impression that the Underground Railroad went north. No, it didn't. <laughs> we got we got a, 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 a whole lot of, of, of incorrect information simply because we won't t- take time to learn something about us. We exactly. rather believe in something outside of ourselves instead of stopping and thinking for a minute. What was I, or what was I thinking before somebody took me to the, by the hand and took me to a church and introduced me to the religion? What what was in, inside of me? What is that little voice inside of me? What is this intuition that I was born with? What happened to it? Well, 
where did he go? What is it that I know about myself? If I if I'm a man and I, and I'm gonna take a wife, uh, when she gets sick, what am I gonna do? Am I equipped to to heal her or make her whole, or am I gonna take her to another man? We got to think. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to add. Yeah, we, we also we need to. Um, what I want to say here, we need to understand the power of learning, as you said, about our health, how we can heal ourselves. Well, the first thing we're going to have to learn is how the body operates. We need to know that uh, uh, what our food is. You know, if Chinese got their they food, well, what's our food? <laughs> Our exactly. food is the original food, the foundation of all food. Fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans, legumes. That's our food. Everything you put in your mouth has to be chewed until it turns into a liquid because the body is made out of cells. And the only way you can feed your cells is everything that you put in there is going to have to be turned into a liquid. So we might mm-hmm. want to consider juicing, raw fruits and vegetables. Okay, then we need to learn about what was indigenous uh, to certain regions of the world, uh, what are the superfoods and stuff? We got moringa. We got harataki. We got all of these different uh, fruits and vegetables and stuff that a lot of us don't know anything about. We need to know that uh, uh, duranium depleted water is the, is, is the cure for just about any ailment you can have, including prostate cancer. Uh, tumors, uh, gouts, uh, all kind of stuff. We need to learn mm-hmm. uh, to look at the geography of the world. Look at how every river uh, and lake on this uh, on this earth that is natural uh, that travels across the earth. How does it travel? It goes into a snaking uh, formation, and the reason to do that is because it, it, it the rocks and the sediment and stuff gives a chance to strip out all the uh, wrong materials inside of the water. But when man comes along, he wants to build something. He builds a straight. So, therefore, exactly. uh, there's no filtration process. The water goes underground. We, we need to know that the uh, earth that we live on is hollow. You got uh, 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 animals trapped in the, uh, uh, within the walls of the earth in underground water Sources that's been here for millions of years, and then we got the tectonic plates that are moving, that are opening and closing these entrances and exits. We got our uh, 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 right here uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, right in the St. John River, uh, a dolphin surface. He was an albino dolphin. They said, "Well, he's supposed to be extinct for over 200 million years ago," but there he is. Well, you've got to understand the Earth that you live on. This is yours, you know. So. Um, Back to the same thing, an investigation of who 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 are you, you know who who are you? Stop right. letting other people define you. You do that. You define you. Go back and find out what you had before you were indoctrinated. I go to a, a college, uh, any college and university in America, and I guarantee you, uh, uh, I have the attention of every professor in there because what I got to tell them, they ain't never heard. So uh, um, if, if, if you want to have 
some power and you want to be able to be effective, you want to learn these things. Now, what we do down here is we teach people how to grow their own food and how to uh, grow organic uh, fruits and vegetables. And uh, you you can uh, uh-huh. go to my go to my Facebook page. You'll see the grow boxes. I build these boxes and show them how to uh, put the proper soil and stuff in there to grow organic fruits and vegetables. We need to start learning how to do that. We need to master uh-huh. the art of economics, and we need to know what type of system is running this world. Who is controlling? Uh, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. Well, what is that? Who is controlling it? And what can we do uh, to change things? Uh, how do we set up a trust? What is a trust? What is contract law? Uh, what is the structure of the United States of America? All of these things that we, we, we need to learn. And we do, and, and you are so right in that respect. And um, I was going to say that I've spoken about this on many of my shows. I say, people, I don't even get sick. I said, people, until you learn how to grow your own fruits and vegetables, I said, first of all, you will be hooked on the taste alone. Take out all of those preservatives and additives and insecticides and all of this stuff that's man-made. The taste alone. The vitamin, the nutrient retention alone is something that we need to look into. The bottom line is that we need to understand, like you, you, let's go back to the Chinese restaurant thing. I went out and I got myself what they call a hand-hammered wok. I learned how to make my own. And when I learned Mm -hmm. that I could do it just as good as they could, (laughs) (laughs) money, money, money saved. Then the bottom line is this, people. I always tell people, when we talk about educating yourselves, one thing that set me aside, and I love to tell this story. So when I was in college and undergrad, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do the status quo. You know, they say take a foreign language. Most people jump on Spanish. I said I wanted to mm-hmm. apply myself and test myself. I took Chinese. Okay. Well, that in itself was the beginning of something interesting. So then, you know, when you put your job, your resumes out there, I kept getting these jobs for Columbia, and I said, well, this particular agency doesn't have any place in Columbia unless it's a secret facility, but why would they put it in Columbia? Mm-hmm. Well, it turned out they were jobs in Bogota. And I'm like, okay, okay, time for me to start writing. Why am I being offered jobs out of the country? They said, well, your resume states that you speak Chinese which is one of the hardest languages uh-huh. to learn in the world, one of them that we know. So uh-huh. they said, well, if you can learn that, you can adapt to almost anything. A neighbor of mine, mm-hmm. her daughter took Russian. And the thing is, when people find that out, some people, you know, the responses are amazing. You took what? And, you know, I had to proctor that exam, and the proctor stood there, and she stared, and then she looked up at me, and then she looked back. She said, do you realize that this is in some foreign language? What language is this? I said, well, it's Chinese. And then she looked back down, and she looked back up at me, and then she looked back down. She said, is this the whole test in this language? Well, yeah, that's the whole point. It's Chinese. You can't ask an English question, a question in English and expect me to answer it. The, test, the whole test is in Chinese. So after a few moments, I said, ma'am, you need to get past the color of my skin and give me my test. Because people don't understand when you take the high road, uh, people are complacent on the low road. 
But if you realize the low road is already congested because everybody chooses to take that. In this world, Mm -hmm. we need to understand people. You know, you want to know why everybody that you see doing all these big jobs that you want to do someday, it's because they went outside of the box. That's one thing. We need to go outside of the box. And, again, it comes back down to learning how to grow and sustain and do things for ourselves. We need to understand and know what, like you said, the power foods, those foods that we need. I was in the hospital a few years ago back in 2013. I had pancreatitis. And when they did the um, the CAT scan and stuff, they said, well, she lit up like a Christmas tree. They said, well, this is unnormal for your age and weight and all of this. You're supposed to have a whole um, gallbladder full of, you know, walnut-sized gallstones because I said, see, your schooling has taught you that black people eat all these greasy foods and blah, blah, blah. They were like, I had a minute pocket of real teeny tiny stones. The doctors were more concerned with, what do you eat? How do you eat? What What is this? Why, why don't you have X, Y, Z in your system? Why is it that you're this age and you don't get sick? I don't even as much as catch a cold. The pancreatitis was something that was a flu, and it happened. I haven't been sick since. I don't catch colds. I can be in the office full of people with the flu. And they're like, how is it that you don't get sick? Hey, you know what? There's something called when you learn how to meditate and live right and you're eating healthy and you know the foods and vegetables that you don't need and back to the Chinese restaurant. If people actually went to the country and ate the same foods, they would not like them because what they've done in this country, they have altered them to the American taste bud with the MSGs Mm -hmm. and all of these other things that raise Mm -hmm. your blood pressure and cause you to have other health issues because that's the flavor and the taste that Americans like. That's not how they cook it or prepare it in the actual country. That's why they live longer and they're more healthy because they don't put all of the added additives that Americans like to taste in their foods. So those are the things. But people, will they change? Will they listen to our conversation today? Will some of them wake up? Let's hope so. Will most of them? Probably not, because people are so complacent in their ignorance. They would rather live. How do they put it? I'd rather live being happy, eating what I want the way I want, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, when you drop, just remember that, because, yeah, because we're cutting our lives short. Every time well, that I tell we you what, sister. it's fine for ourselves. I tell you what, now I can, um, after the broadcast is over, if I have your permission to do so, I can convert this video, this, this audio into a video and uh, put it up on social media, media and YouTube. But I have to have your permission to do that. Oh, feel free. I tell people all the time, share, share, share away. I think that this is such a good program, and I'm going to put it up as well. There are certain programs that need to be done. Between the two of us, we can get it out to the masses broader than it is right now because this particular program speaks volumes to the people. It speaks volumes. We need to understand this, people. And there was nothing radical about what we talked about. This is simple things that we can do right here, right now, today, to start on the road to making our lives better in so many ways, so many ways. It's odd that you brought up contracts law. I hate it. Don't get me wrong. 
I'm, I, like I said, I'm studying <laughs> law and contract law is interesting. But the bottom line is that mm-hmm. it's so amazing that you come on. That's your area of expertise, people. I'm right here with him. The bottom line is simple. We need to know these things for ourselves. We need to know the business of running our businesses. So many fail because they started incorrectly. And people will give mm-hmm. you the money because they know that the odds of you surviving are not very great. And they know that you're going to fail. And then you'll be owing people for the rest of your lives after your ventures fail because they weren't started correctly. These are the things that my foundation teaches. These are the things that my foundation tries to empower women with. These are the things that I want women, especially for me, to understand. Because women now, we our self-esteem is so low or non-existent that we are looking for any and everything in this world to validate our existence, doesn't matter what it is nowadays. So we need to understand, ladies, we need to learn how to cook. Yeah, I'm a CEO and I do all of that, but if I had the right man in my life, guess what? I know how to come home and hopefully he'll know how to cook too on those days and I'm just too tired to do so. Or we can go in that kitchen and cook together. If we can do that, or I'll come home first, guess what? I'm going to make dinner. What's for dinner this week? We can plan it out a week ahead, what we plan on every night of the week. And if he gets in first and he wants to cook, so be it. That's a blessing to me. But again, we need to understand something, that first and foremost, we're still women. We are still women. We are still Mother Earth. It's our job to do certain things, period. Mm-hmm. And the bottom well, line you know, is that, I'll... yes, nowadays, yeah, we can work together. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But, ladies, allow the man, the man in your life to be a man. But that's a show for another day, my brother, because we're coming down to why you're here. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I would like to tell you about two little short incidences that happened um, when I was on the same job I was telling you about. I didn't. I, mm-hmm. I told the people first that I can prove beyond any shadow of a doubt that it's possible for a man to live on raw fruits and vegetables and juicing alone. And uh, I did it for the first year and they watched me like a hawk <laughs> and one called Cajun gentleman he come in he said do you ever eat anything unhealthy I said no <laughs> I said do I need to man right. you got a problem with me doing this but uh then I had a brother that came in to a man you've been you've been juicing uh uh every day and you coming in out working every man in the building and after I get through working then I, I go back and I'll get me a bucket of water and uh, um, my entire yes. road department. And so he said, boy, mm-hmm. you better uh, eat some meat before it's too late. And I <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. But when I first got the job, and this is my second part, they sent me to, uh, to get a physical. That was the requirement. You had to get a physical. So I went there. Right. And uh, the uh, brother, he was, uh, he was a medical uh, doctor, and he gave me this. Form he says if you had any of these ailments go ahead and uh, uh, check off what you had I said okay and when I gave it back when I was finished with it, I gave it back to him and he went over he said you ain't had none of this over here he said how old you is I said uh, uh, I'm 55 he said you ain't had none of these illnesses over here no high blood pressure no 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 none of that he said well, well what do you eat I said well I juice raw fruits and vegetables every day. He said, oh, he said, you know what? 
I got to start doing that. I said, what you mean you got to start? You you got me in here. You got to know me. You, I know more than you. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> so that's yeah. what I know. I know what I <laughs> But you're absolutely correct about the uh, learning how to prepare our own food. Meal planning is something that we don't know nothing about. Even the people, even the people in the jailhouse got that right. They got uh, 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 prisoners that have access to a 30-day plan for what they're going to eat every day on paper. But we are here, we don't, uh, we don't, we, we don't do any special meal planning. We don't think that uh, uh, nutrition is important. And we have to understand that the, uh, the, the food industry and commercials and stuff that's coming on TV are not broadcasting to you anything about nutrition. They're, they're, it's all about economics and money, and it's predicated to taste. And that's it. No nutrition. So in order for us to survive, we're going to have to learn about ourselves and about nutrition and prepare our own foods and stuff. So you're absolutely right. correct, sister. Right. And before we go, I want to tell everybody, so some people are asking in messages, you know, well, what do you do? I gave up soda. I don't drink sodas. For the most part, I don't do Red meats, that's one thing that I gave them. Let me tell you all something. Once you get into this regiment, if you try to go back, if you try to backtrack, your body is not going to let you. Ten to one, it's going to make you very sick if you do. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I'm not every now and then. I might like a nice little lean burger or something. But then even that's in moderation. You don't have some things. Giving up something as small as soda or those sugary drinks can make a big impact on your health and your your system alone. Your memory will even get better. Believe it or not, giving up those high fructose, high sugary content, you know, types of, of um, beverages and staples or whatever it is will help you in so many ways. And it doesn't mean that you're going to wake up and be look like a mod, runway model tomorrow. And just because you have a little weight to you doesn't mean that you're not healthy. Let me tell you, that's one of those myths of the world. Just because, because we as African Americans, our makeup alone, we have some thighs and we have certain things to us. The bottom line is simple. Again, you're listening to, as you said, my brother, when you went to the doctor, you schooled him on some things. Remember, you all are going to people who went to a school, who sat down in a classroom, and were taught the same exact scripts over and over again. College will teach the same thing for the class of 2017 that they taught to the class of 2012. The bottom line is simple. You need to understand and start to know these things for yourselves. So with that note, my brother, I'm going to give the floor to you to give some um, ending thoughts for the people. And I want to thank you personally. Oh, my gosh, this has made this show so wonderful. I always put it out for two hours, not planning on being here, but I tell my listeners, in the event that I get an awesome, awesome caller and we start a cerebral conversation, we're going to take it to the brink, which is what we did today. But I'm going to give the floor over to you so that you can um, give some, a matter of fact, give your contact information, do all of that, and um, say the name of the two books again, 
and um, give the people something to think about uh, today. At least give them something to think about. Some of them will ignore it, but, you know, that's not for them to hear right now. But they may come back later on and listen to the program. So I'll give the floor to you. Okay. All right. Well, first I want to um, uh, state my name again. I'm Tahaka Amana L. Bay. I'm a uh, uh, minister of education for the Moorish American government. Uh, over the uh, eastern seaboard of the United States. Uh, I specialize in contract law story and his story. And I want you all to uh, get these two books. The first book is The United Independent Compensatory Code System, a compensatory counter-racist code by Neely Fuller, Jr., His name is spelled N-E-E-L-Y. Fuller is F-U-L-L-E-R, Jr. The second book is The Isis Papers by Keys to the Colors by Dr. Francis Chris Welsing. And when you get these two books, then you will understand what has been going on and involving the people in inside of America. This will give you some keen insight. And the second thing that I wanted to add is that in order for you to have any power, you're going to have to embrace the knowledge of self and the knowledge of your own ancestors. Also, you're going to have to come into the knowledge of your identity. What is your nationality? What is the name of your land? Where does your land uh, stretch? What are the borders of your land? And do you uh, gather the information that you will need to to do that with? In order for you to uh, understand that, uh, you, you my nationality is I'm a descendant of the ancient African Egyptians. I am an Egyptian. I'm also a Moor. The Moor and Egyptians are one and the same thing. So I would like to recommend that you read the book, The Moors in Spain by Stanley Lane Poole, and also When Rocks Cry Out by Horace Butler. That will give you a great deal of information in this hemisphere. Your land stretched from the north and southwestern shores of Africa, the entire Atlantic Ocean, North, Central, and South America, and all of adjoining islands. That's your land. The name of your land is Amexum. That was the name given to your land. At the Panamanian Conference, a man named Noble Durali came in and laid on the table the identity of the people labeled as Negro, colors, and blacks, and where their land was. And this information is being kept in Geneva, Switzerland today. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, for now, I don't want to uh, overwhelm the people, but knowledge of self is the beginning. And until you embrace that, you have no power. You must master the, your body. You must free your mind by becoming knowledgeable, not only about your identity, your nationality, your ancient story, but the workings, the inner workings of your body, the food. Uh, and nutrition and stuff, how to prepare it, what to teach your children, what to leave them as a real legacy, how to 
invest, how to uh, come into the knowledge of what real civics is, how to learn what was taken out of the school system, what is it that uh, we are facing today and why, how, what is my relationship to this earth, how am I supposed to live and move and have my being on it, what is indigenous to me, what are the lies that have been told to me that I must eliminate by providing the facts and proof by any shadow of a doubt. And last but not least, we got to cut off the idiot box because we're being victimized by subliminal messages. There are things that are being broadcast to you that the brain can pick up, but the eyes cannot see. So if we cut that off, then we can get the books down and we can read those books. We need to learn about law. We need to know the difference between legal and lawful. When it comes to the police, we need to know their origins. Where did they come from? How did it come into being? Who created the first school systems in America and why? And uh, who financed it? What it was designed to do? Why is it that uh, we have a country with fiat currency that we can look at, and the word money doesn't appear on it anywhere. What's going on? So uh, these are just some of the things that I wanted you to consider. I host our Morris Talk Live 100 and Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we air 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I do uh, have a broadcast. And uh, so you're welcome to get there. My website is NewDebtElimination.com. That's new, N-E-W, debt, D-E-B-T, Elimination, E-L-I-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.com, NewDateElimination.com. And I'm on Facebook. If you cannot befriend me, then uh, you can uh, look at the posts that I put up. You can join the group, stuff them there, so you can get a hold of the information that I'm dispensing. And uh, it doesn't cost anything. It's free. But you need to read it, and you need to use it. And uh, that's all I wanted to add, sister. I want to thank you so much for being here today. It has been such a blessing to have you on today. And um, it certainly helped to enlighten me and give me some more resources that I will be looking into. And I encourage all of my listeners, go out, get the books. It doesn't matter who you are. Your ethnicity doesn't matter. Everyone needs to be enlightened because the more that we understand this world and one another, the easier, well, what may not be an easy road, but I'll tell you this, it will start us on the road to understanding and support and coming together as a human race so that we can make this world and our time here matter, matter in, in one great way. That's what we need to do. If we can't do that, then we're bound to see what we've been seeing these last couple of weeks that has just been here. It's been bubbling like a, like a pot of boiling water. It's now that it's just starting to actually boil and, come and just, just overflow now. We need to come together so that we can eradicate or that we can subdue or whatever you want to call it. All of these things that enjoy us at this point. I know that my mission is not done yet. My dear brother's mission is not done yet. Today was just a small portion of our journey. 
And I hope that you enjoyed being with us here today. As always, before I go, I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten those rainy days of yours. And I pray you enough rain to make your, guess what, gardens grow beautifully. I pray you enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door or coming your way from this very moment and beyond. You can always find us on um, several social media sites as well. You know, we're on Facebook. We have Focus, Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. We have the Focus Females Global Group, which is a professional group where um, all of the people who are the movers and the true shakers are there. If you're ready to make that move, you might want to reach out to us there. And if you're not quite at that level yet, we'll be sure to get you the um, resources that you need so that you can prepare yourself for your next level. Wow. WOWW, Women of Wisdom and Worth. Join us there as well and over on Google+. Of course, I have my relationship recovery group, and that's my worldwide uh, coaching group there. We have members from all over the world there. We have been there for a long time. One thing that I can boast about, it's not all about the numbers all the time as much as it is the longevity and the support. So, again, I'm everywhere. You all know it. Hello, hello, Africa. I know you guys, what is it, 10? It's about mid-afternoon mid there, getting close to evening. Hello to you. Hello to everyone all over the world. Hello to Asia. Hello, 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 China. Hello, hello, hello. Again, welcome to everyone. Canada, hello. You're another one of our bigger supporters. Hello, hello to you as well. And my brother, I want to thank you again for being here. Um, I'd love to have you back on from time to time if you catch the show. I'm Right now I'm here every other Saturday, um, but I have special shows that I do. So, again, if you see Healing Through Hurt, you are always welcome to come on and join into the conversation. Thank you again for being here with us today. You're welcome, sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say that enough. This has been so enlightening and refreshing for me that um, my words, my mere words cannot express how appreciative I am that you took the time, almost two hours out of your day, to spend with me and uh, my listening family today. So thank you again. And for those of you, if you ever want to get in touch, our number is 202-618-2556. Again, that's 202-618-2556. And just so you know that here, our Saturday morning motivation and all of our programs, both virtual and real world, are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated, and that's an IRS-approved and recognized tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit. If you want to learn more, get involved, visit our website at thewallfoundationinc.org. Again, thank you. My brother, is there a contact number that you'd like to give out? I don't know if you did that or not, but before we go. Yeah, you can uh, you can you can always contact me at area code 904-303-9061 before 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm available after 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and just before 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And... Um, Best thing to do if you're going to contact me, write you a short list of questions that you have, uh, and that way I can uh, answer them as best I can, as quickly as I can, because we have people calling me from all over the all over the world, um, and I have to 
that's basically what I do during the daytime if I'm not out in the field. Thank you. Thank you so much again. And uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful, awesome remainder of your weekend. And do stay in touch. I did send you a friend request over on Facebook. I don't know if we'll be able to connect there or not, but um, definitely I'll follow you and uh, we can go from there. And um, I look forward to you coming back as a guest very soon. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome and you enjoy your weekend, sister. Take care. Thank you. So everyone, as you know, this has been one enlightening and empowering show. This is what I promise you that I bring to you every single week um, or every other week right now here on the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. Um, I'm C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediator Shiro, right here at our Ground Zero. And remember, Ground Zero doesn't mean that we're at rock bottom. It simply means that we're on that solid ground where we can get our momentum going, we can grab our footing, and then we can propel to the next leg of our journey. So until next time, as we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's good music after a day of good conversation with good people all over the world. I want you to know that you matter. Now go out and matter to someone else. Until next time, be well, be blessed. Continue to pay it and pray it forward. I'm C. Maria Wall, wishing you all a wonderful, wonderful remainder of your weekend and beyond. in my mind.